0: This program was first broadcast on Canterbury's access media station, Plains FM, and was made with the assistance of New Zealand On Air.
1: Welcome to The Common Good. This program aims to build resilience in the community across three sectors, public, profit, and not-for-profit. We ask the question, what practical steps can we take in this post COVID 19 era, to become resilient. Thank you for joining me today on the 10th episode of The Common Good. My guest today is Cheryl Doyd. She's the trustee of ACO Autotahi Learning City, Christchurch. Um, welcome to the show, Cheryl. Uh, Cheryl, sorry. Thanks.
0: Lovely to be here.
1: Well, can you give us a little bit of background about yourself uh, before we get into the interview itself?
0: Sure. Uh, Well, I I grew up in Ōtētahi Christchurch and uh, I spent my early years as a teacher and was a school principal in the city at at, at Richmond School and uh, then at Fendleton School and then left there um, to start my own business in the area of, of strategic foresight and futures thinking. Uh, so I have a, a company called Think Beyond, and I do a lot of work in the the governance, learning, leadership space.
1: Oh wow! Okay, tell us a little bit about that strategic learning. Did you say strategic?
0: Strategic foresight. Foresight. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, just just like in uh, any profession, there's a a. Uh, a profession of being a futurist and Uh and I belong to the association of professional futurists, um, which is a a global organization. And I guess the the really important part of strategic foresight is that it's not uh, trying to predict what the future holds, but more to anticipate all the possibilities and be as future prepared as you can be. So there's a whole lot of tools and um, a lot of ways of thinking about um, the multiple futures that are possible and sort of making sense of them and looking for the the signals that might lead to one um, destination or another.
1: Oh, wow. That that sounds quite interesting. Yeah. (laughs) How's that going for you now? You still doing that?
0: Yes. Yes. So um, my company Think Beyond, uh, I do all sorts of uh, work, a lot of work with... um, um, Ministry of Education, but also uh, I, I have a, a group of um, people that I've, um, I've been working with teaching some of the, the tools and strategies of future studies. And uh, so I started during the, the first lockdown with a group of 10 people and we'd meet online. And uh, then when they had finished the program, we formed the Tahi Futures Collective. And I've just been working with another group of 10 people. We've been meeting face to face and uh, they're just coming to the end of the program and they're going to join the collective as well. So people from all sorts of different industries and backgrounds, because that's what makes um, the conversation so much richer.
1: Yeah, true, true. so uh, tell us about uh, a bit about your role as, a, as the trustee of Akko Learning City.
0: Yeah, so um, Akko Otatahi Learning City Christchurch started in October uh, 2018 and really it was a response to some of the work that myself and a colleague Hamish Duff had been um, doing in running some conferences called The Future of Learning. Uh, here in Christchurch and we ran that for two years in a row and one of my fellow futurists Jason Swanson came and joined us and helped run the program he's based in Pittsburgh Pennsylvania and um, uh, while he was over here for the first conference we zoomed in some people who were running learning city approaches um, in different parts of the United States and Uh, it was from that that the conversation was born really what would a learning city look like Mm -hmm. from the point of view of Christchurch and um, yeah so we the idea just didn't go away so we ended up forming a a trust and here we are
1: (laughs) right so now speaking of trust uh, how far have you come and and what exactly um, are you doing uh, in this uh, learning city Christchurch
0: Uh, Well, we started uh, really small, and uh, one of the the reasons for that is uh, there there, there are a lot of uh, city of learning and learning city movements across the world that we can learn from, but uh, some of them are run by government uh, departments or, say, councils, like, like the city council, or have some backing of big philanthropic trusts, we don't have that. We're just a small charitable trust that um, runs on what's called the smell of an oily rag, <laughs> mm-hmm. and um, and so we we just started by having conversations with people about what a learning city might look like, and in ten years' time, uh, if if we were working really well as a city, what would it look like? And so those early conversations were about things um, like everyone would have uh, equal access uh, to education and to learning of all sorts of, of different types, and that uh, it would only not only be about access but about equity, which is our one of our mm-hmm. second um, main main thrusts, and we'd also be uh, an innovative city, and so we we talked about doing a really good job as a city before we attracted other people to the city so it was about internal relationships and um, we we ran a small uh, learning days pilot where we just had a, a few small events and uh, said, said to people if you're running something during this week um let us know, and we can celebrate that with you, and uh, just start to gain a little bit of momentum for a learning city. Mm-hmm. and And then, of course, uh, when COVID uh, struck last year, we had planned a, a slightly bigger learning um, learning week of learning days, and uh, we we had that later in the year and ran it mostly through Zooms. Um, mm-hmm. and that, so that's the whole learning. Um, the learning days model is a key part of the, of the, uh, the work we do at Ako Tahi, but it's not, not the only part, but that was sort of where we started off. And uh, I have a, a colleague who um, is the, the chair of Remake Learning, which is a learning city movement in uh, the United States, and they, they have been great in terms of sharing their resources and ideas with us.
1: Oh, that's fantastic so what is what is a, a typical learning day involved
0: um, <laughs> well during the, the whole idea of, of learning days is that it's a um, it's a time to celebrate the different sorts of learning that may be happening across an area a city or mm. a, an ecosystem um, that promote equity access and innovation so um during a, a, a day, there will be a whole lot of different events depending on who volunteers to run events because they're mm. not, not generally run by us. They're uh, supported and, and we, we cheerlead their, their events. Oh, yes, um, yes. But it could be that in the, the morning, um, there might be a group of schools that are, are getting together and uh, coming into town to do some work on uh, growing their understanding of sustainable um, growing sustainably, and having conversations about how that impacts on the environment. Uh, it, we we had uh, some uh, events that were hosted in places like ARA, where um, there there were conversations about dismantling hate. Mm-hmm. Um, there there might be during the day um, some uh, like a digital digital equity panel uh, with some of the people talking about what was happening in. Um, the city and people uh, asking questions and sharing ideas. Oh, right. um, so it's
1: any kind of learning? It's any kind of learning. IT related? No, technical. definitely.
0: No, technical no. It's, right. it's um, any type of learning. But uh, what we're interested in is promoting a city that is much more uh, equitable and where everyone has access mm. to learning, no matter what age.
1: Mm-hmm so you must be partnership with a whole lot of organisations on this.
0: Yeah, it's a, it's a really great um, place to have, have good conversations about learning and how learning has changed over the years and how it needs to change. So it's, it's conversations with schools, with tertiary, with businesses, with community, uh, with with councils. It's, um, and, and, and I think the, the good thing is that people can see how they're connected to each mm-hmm. other in ways maybe that they hadn't thought about before. Um, so it's growing a city together, if you like. Um, but but focusing on um, what what learning needs to change and mm-hmm. how we how we build bridges across different parts of our community so that people can thrive in their own um, their own within their own communities and form their own sort of tighter bonds, but also mix with a whole lot of people from different backgrounds and gain a, a better appreciation for their thinking and um, ways of learning. Oh, that's, that's
1: fantastic. Now, I've been reading, uh, I read a little bit of, uh, of the impact report of the learning days, and I was quite intrigued about the uh, reading flash mob. What was, <laughs> yeah. all, what was, about, what was all about that?
0: Well, that, that to me is a typical example of a, a great uh, learning day activity. So there was a group of schools in Hornby, uh, they're, they're part of what's called a kahuiako which is a, a group or a community of schools that um, are geographically near each other and work together. And so... Uh, I'd been talking to Robin Sutton, who's the principal at Hornby High, and as a as a or, or cluster, they'd been talking about maybe doing some work uh, around literacy and reading because that was their focus for the year. And so they'd come up with the idea of having this reading flash mob. And so they they did this during our um, on the Friday of of Tahi Learning Days. So essentially, you've got um, young people coming from a range of different schools in the area, not the whole whole school, but but um, young people from all of the schools. They descended on the Hornby Hub, the Hornby Shopping Mall, and uh, at lunchtime, and they started reading in the mall. So there were groups of, of young people spread throughout the mall, more reading their books or being read to by teachers. There was slam poetry. There was um, children sort of reciting. Uh, stories. There were the, the local library was involved. Um, so yeah, just sort of. And, and this was an initiated
1: by your trust.
0: No, that was the, that was initiated by uh, the Hornby cluster.
1: Oh right, I see. Yeah,
0: but but um, that's that's really what we do is that we encourage people to run an event or create their own idea and to do it during the learning week, so that mm-hmm. you've got a real consolidation of of learning happening in the week
1: in the in different parts of the city yeah 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 I see let's see and how did the kids and you know just shoppers in the mall (laughs) take this (laughs) did they have a Uh, lot of questions
0: (laughs) yeah I I think it was really interesting actually um that uh people would walk by and they'd they'd have this astonished look on their faces and then there was an elderly man that had his walking frame and he he uh, went up to a a couple of parents that were standing there watching and said what is this uh so you know it led to some really good conversations and great conversations and, and relationships that developed um with the the um the mall um owners and you know, looking at expanding it next year. So what could they do differently and better, but also challenging other clusters around the city to, um, the same sort of thing you met you imagine next year if we had a whole lot of schools and communities of um schools across the city all Mm -hmm. descending on their local (laughs) malls and so on to have a reading flash mob it would be kind of cool (laughs)
1: it would be really really cool yeah Yeah. what sort of other things have you done um as as part of these learning days that you can share us with
0: um so for learning days as i said we have we had um conversations about different sorts of learning uh like digital equity like the the relationship between sustainability food and learning
1: mm-hmm. and
0: um there's some really interesting work uh happening in uh the area of micro credentials micro credentials oh, yeah so um so as well as our learning days we've we've got uh, areas of interest in in micro credentials um uh, and badging and internships is one of our focus areas. So a micro-credential is a small bite of learning. That doesn't mean you have to have a, um, a big qualification like a degree. You don't necessarily have to go to a university, um, but it's it's looking at uh, recogn- recognizing you for, for what you can already do, but also um, breaking down certificates or qualifications in non-traditional ways uh, and getting credit for them. And so, you know, so we've had some really good conversations, some of them during learning days, but also uh, that's one of the things that we're mapping in our other work, um, what's happening with micro-credentials and the small bites of learning. So uh, in the city already, there's um, there's a group, uh, Children's University, and young people can go and, and get badges for visiting and taking part in learning activities around um, the, the greater Christchurch area. Um, the uh, Cultivate, which is a, 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 a trust that works in the area of growing food and uh, helping young people to learn how to grow food and sell food, etc. They've been working with... Um, Uh, a team Billy Osteen and some of the people at University of Canterbury to look at what a small micro credential or piece of learning might look like for their young people who typically um, have have not um, had great success in the school system
1: yeah that sounds really fantastic so it's like you know getting some kind of hands-on experience and um, all the while Getting a certificate for it too. Yeah, yeah, and it's just
0: yeah. it's just starting to look at success and valuing um, some different things as well as academic achievement.
1: Yeah, it's quite different. So, um, like, w- what about the other cities who are participating in this kind of um, activities? You know, what are your learnings or understanding? You know, how they're doing better and how we can achieve what they're achieving.
0: There's a whole heap of different models across the world, and some of them are um, are ones that have just grown themselves, like my my friends and remake learning. Mm-hmm. Um, but there are some that are part of the UNESCO cities um, of learning, and I think the key thing that holds them all together is the idea of a learning ecosystem. Is that where it's it's a network of of learners and learning uh, of um, that includes businesses and community and schools, but uh, in, in particular, that focuses on those who are less served. So those yeah. so those who have um, less social capital, because if you don't know something exists, then you're not going to take that opportunity. So, you know, sometimes it's just exposing the opportunities that exist in your city um, yeah. and there's there's a, a pilot happening in, um, in Brighton and in uh, Plymouth in the UK. Mm-hmm. And what they are doing is linking uh, the, the city of learning approach with some micro-credentials and some um, ways of, of showing success so that you can get a, a citywide qualification or badge that connects your learning and gives you some sort of um, credit. Uh, mm-hmm. As a whole city.
1: As a whole city. Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. That sounds quite interesting. Um, so, um, what are we um, lacking in terms of, you know, how can we, you know, get much better? Um, because a lot of people might not have yet heard of this um, in Christchurch, isn't it?
0: Yeah, that's right. What are we lacking? Well, um, for, from a, a, a learning city perspective, um, we're lacking. Uh, uh, the, the finances to do something that really takes us forward especially in the area um uh, some of our key areas and and as a city uh, and actually as a country and globally one of the big issues that's become more evident during um uh, covid is equity especially mm-hmm. digital equity mm-hmm. and so um here we are a, again at the moment uh, in lockdown and there are children throughout the country who don't have access to any technology at all um, or, their, or their, their families and so they are automatically um, oh, yeah. suffering because they don't have access to learning or to health systems or a whole lot of other things that's a really big issue. Right, I see,
1: I see. So you think hopefully in the future um, the government might be able to fund the trust? Well, or would, you, would you be able to like access some kind of um, funding?
0: Well, we're always looking for um, funding uh, opportunities, especially for key projects. And mm. uh, if we take digital equity, for example, um, the national group uh, DECA, which is the Digital Equity Coalition Aotearoa, they have asked us to be um, one of their founding constellations for digital equity, which sort of means that um, uh, they can help us, not necessarily financially, but to make connections and, um, and look at avenues for some funding. Um, and one of the reasons for that is in, in Ōtētahi Christchurch, we have a network already through our Learning City work of 72 people who are interested or connected in some way with digital equity programs, um, and so we've got this this great group of people who are doing all sorts of things, but haven't necessarily been working together. And so there's a real opportunity to bring that group together and look at real projects um, from a citywide perspective that can at least um, reduce the equity gap in the digital equity space.
1: Mm-hmm so like apart from the digital equity um, what are the kinds of uh, learning um, that sort of you know hinders with low um, socioeconomic uh, kids uh, from from sort of that background
0: um I, I think uh, it's it actually um, in some ways also comes back to the history of our country and who's who's Mm. been um, served well. Uh, And so from a a colonial um, perspective and speaking as a New Zealand uh, Pākehā, um, Mm. the the issues that have become generational um, uh, about Māori not being um, represented or being supported in their learning in particular, And so um, I think there's a huge opportunity there. And uh, during our learning days, uh, people throughout the city are really, really keen to know more about um, the history of our city and our country from a Maori perspective. I think, um, and and while um, the learning city um, can't do all that work, uh, what we know is that there's a real appetite for change. and um, as that happens, people people have more um, more to doing a more sense of that this is their place, not just the place for one particular um, group of people.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm, that's right. Now, um, when it comes to like uh, you know advertising your um, various kinds of events, so obviously some of them, basically done by say for example a a particular organization or school and they might be doing with their own uh, you know people but are there events where it's sort of like open to other people as well that do you advertise it or they advertise it like how does it uh, evolve
0: so two ways it evolves. If it's a, if, if it's during learning days, mostly they're run by other people and we we put them onto our um, our calendar and celebrate them and uh, help them where we can. But as well as that, uh, learning days um, just happens for a, a week a year. So we've had our learning days in May this year and our next ones are May 9th to 15th next year. Uh, we we have though a series of different um, connect labs and activate labs during mm-hmm. the year on particular areas of interest. So we've had some. What connect... are these
1: connect labs?
0: Uh, so a, a connect lab is um, when there's a group of people who are talking about a a particular topic like micro credentials, mm-hmm. and we we notice that there's conversation happening, but not uh, that people aren't having the conversations together. What we do is say, hey, look, come along to a uh, meetup. Um, It's a connect lab on micro-credentials and uh, talk to other people that are in the space Um, because sometimes they can work together or sometimes they're doing... uh, Work that's at cross purposes so connect lab is just getting people with the same interest in the room who don't yet know each other exists and look for opportunities to share so we've got mm. one of those coming up um, on the 23rd of september for micro credentials badging and internship um, then there's also sometimes we have action labs which are We've got we've we've already been doing some meeting, and we're going to have a workshop either face to face or online, where we uh, think about some strategies or solutions we could come uh, come up with as a, a group.
1: All right. So it sounds like it's the follow up of the um, Connect Lab.
0: Yeah, yeah, and that's where we're at with the digital equity. We've we've got some groups that are going and just uh, coming up with their own plans. So we we facilitate that to happen. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and, and so the, the, these are all spread across the city, isn't
0: it? Across the city, but across the year. And um, oh, typically, yeah. if it's... if it's if So the learning days is across the city. The um, the Connect Labs and, and so on, it just depends where the event's hosted. We had a, a celebration of learning um, about a month ago, and we had over 100 a, a people register for that, and that was at Turanga um and and, what did it involve so that was uh that was a celebration of the learning day so we showed our video and and um, we introduced our um trustees and our advisory trustees to the group but we also got them uh talking to each other and Mm. um coming up with their ideas and some of the areas we were interested in mapping such as the digital equity micro credentials and so on so we um that's, that's a place where we can collect more information, but also where they can meet other people that are in the wider learning space. And, and it's just, those events are magic because you just get uh, people from all sorts of different industries and backgrounds. Yeah, I can imagine.
1: Now, speaking of the tr- trustees, so, you know, what sort of trustees do you have behind ACO um, Learning City?
0: Well, we've got amazing trustees. <laughs> 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 um so um uh, our trustees um we, we we can have up to five um trustees at a time and um uh so they've they've over the the from 2018. Um, They've changed somewhat. We've got four uh, at the moment, and so uh, I'm still um, the the founding uh, trustee. Uh, Ellie Archer is another one of our trustees, and Ellie um, is an um, amazing uh, woman who um, comes from an infrastructure, geospatial technology uh, sort of space, Um, So, and that's obviously quite unusual for a young Maori woman to be in that space. <laughs> um, and so she brings a, a wealth of information and, and knowledge and a whole lot of governance work that she's been doing in the city. Um, and then we have uh, two new trustees that were newish trustees, uh, Erica Austin Knopp, who uh, was our coordinator from the very beginning. But uh, I don't know if you know Erica. She's uh, in a most a most amazing multi-potentialite. She's got her her um, finger in a whole lot of different pies. Yes. Uh, but she's, but I, yeah. I did yeah. come
1: across her in uh, one of the um, uh, virtual unconferences.
0: <laughs> yes, yes. So she's, you know, the SDG conference is coming up and she's doing that. She runs the Pachukacha evenings. She's a photographer. So we're privileged to have her as a... Um, uh, a mother of a, a one-year-old and mm. um, a, a Chinese New Zealander. And then we've just uh, also had Hafsa Ahmed uh, join us as a trustee. And I think you might know her quite well. Um, <laughs> yes, of course. And and so um, uh, the other unusual part about that is at the moment, our four trustees are all women. Um and Phil Gearing, who was um, at the, our fifth trustee, he's moved to a, an advisory trustee just because um, uh, with, with business commitments, still passionately involved, but um, is taking a, a little back seat. And then uh, Louisa, who um, was one of our original uh, trustees, she stays on as our uh, treasurer, sort of financial um, person that, that uh, keeps all the... The charitable uh, trust stuff ticking over, etc. But we also have this uh, a, a group of um, what we call advisory trustees who come mm-hmm. from different backgrounds. So we have three rangatahi trustees, three youth, um, mm-hmm. and uh, we, what our aim there is to get people from diverse backgrounds that contribute to the mix um, of people that we can contact on a more regular basis so we've got a primary school principal um, penny Abbey, and a secondary principal um, robin sutton and so on so they come together with us a couple of times a year but they're there um for anything that we need help with
1: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that's fantastic i think what we'll do is we'll take a short break and uh, when we come back we'll just discuss a little bit more with you
0: Uh, right
1: Back, folks. I've been talking to Cheryl, uh, trustee of ACO of Aotearoa Learning City, Christchurch. So, Cheryl, um, what's next? You know, where do you want to take this um, initiative to?
0: We've got some exciting things underway at the moment. We've got, uh, obviously, we've had our learning days and, and we've got another one planned for May next year, which will be bigger. And, mm-hmm. um, but we've, our, our current projects that we're working on are digital equity, micro-credentials and badging, uh, the future of work, and also um, looking at a community engagement platform that might link schools to businesses and how uh, what's out there and what might be. So uh, we, we actually have at the moment a, an intern working for us. She's on a, a PACE internship from the University of Canterbury and she's mapping the ecosystems uh, of those, those four focus areas for us to see what, what already exists in Christchurch and where the gaps might be. So that's a really uh, interesting and exciting piece of work.
1: And... and um... The other thing I wanted to ask is, like you know, last time we had COVID, and that's how basically I started doing this podcast. And the main idea was to ask people, you know, how they were doing during the lockdown and what impact they've had on uh, because of COVID, um, you know, on their organization and just you know, as, as a person as a whole. Um, so, what? How is the current lockdown going to impact you?
0: Well, I, I think a lot of my work can be done online.
1: Uh-huh. So
0: it uh, it's back into the Zoom conversations. It has impacted on my face-to-face work. So obviously, uh, some of that work's been cancelled.
1: Mm-hmm. And so
0: that's always a, an issue for anyone that's self-employed uh, in terms of um, of income. But it also has given me more time to work on some of the uh, my futures work because there's some is a, a new uh, program that I'm working on with a uh, a new startup uh-huh. uh, in so there, that sort of area. So, so was
1: it easier to get into a transition into you know the virtual world uh, since we've had you know one lockdown before?
0: <laughs> oh, absolutely. So for me, it's just bread and butter. It is. It always has been part of my work because when you work in the future space, uh, like I, I'm uh, technologically. Uh, capable and um, so it's just it just or even in the first lockdown when people were trying to work out uh, what systems they would use um, I can I can flex from you know if you want to be running this in teams or zoom or Google um, you know it's like that's 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 fine uh, yeah, yeah. I, I can just pivot pretty easily
1: <laughs> that's right now um, in terms of uh, you know our city learning um, But how do you think that's going to impact? um, In in just you know, for example, well, you know we have learning days. uh, Sorry, um, uh, the learning days would be coming later on. But then, if the lockdown happens and during learning days, how easy would it be to like transition to virtual environment? those type of learnings
0: well I think this is the world that we face so some people talk about the new normal I don't think that's I don't think normal is a thing uh, I think it's it's um, from a, in, in the future's language it's the place of anticipation it's the uh, who knows what may next year will be like and so we have to be prepared for the multiple, our opportunities and um, issues that might be arise whether it's COVID or something else that that happens and, and uh, the good thing about learning days is that um, when we ask uh, people to register their interest to run an event we'll always want to know what they will do if say there's another lockdown or um, who their event is for and, and um, then it's up to each of the individual groups to make the changes um accordingly so it's not quite like one big event that we have to n- then go and cancel a whole lot of of things because they're all these little events that are, all, are their own functioning thing
1: mm-hmm. well that, that that's quite clever and <laughs> also quite futuristic i must say
0: <laughs> well certainly helps it just means that, that we'll uh during the the learning week we always Run just a small number of our uh, own events, which are often just um, panels. They're easy enough for us to be running online. In fact, we usually have a couple of online um, pieces during Learning Week because then they can be recorded and put on our YouTube channel and and um, yeah. watched later on. Oh,
1: that's fantastic! Now, Cheryl, do you have any message um, that you want to give to the people who are listening to the show about um, your trust?
0: I think the key message is that uh, we are a small trust with big ideas around learning and um, we need people to be involved in volunteering their time, uh, supporting us through uh, word of mouth and through uh, any funding opportunities or or links um, where they might want to partner with us. And, and I guess the, the key thing is that as a city, when everyone is safe and secure and everyone has uh, equal uh, access to learning uh, opportunities when when there's equity in a city everyone thrives and that's that's really pretty key for our work
1: that's fantastic cheryl thank you so much for joining us on the show and uh, i really want to thank you again uh for accepting the invitation to come online um i and you know just leaving leaving away just any any last thoughts that you want to say
0: (laughs) just that you can go online and uh have a look at our uh, website and some of the things that we've been doing Uh, it's just Mm -hmm. uh, www.learningcitychristchurch.com FullwordChristchurch.nz, and uh, that will connect you to some of our impact reports and our conversations, and you can you can get in touch with us to find out more.
1: Thank you so much, Cheryl. Nice Thank talking you. to you. You've been listening to the Common Good. This show will be broadcasted every second Friday at eleven am, and repeats every fourth Sunday at one pm. The show has been made possible through the efforts of Lady Khatija Trust and with funding from Office of Ethnic Communities.